so that's why we do it this way. We we have oh, oh okay. <clears throat> hey everyone, Jim Phoenix here. That definitely was not my real speaking voice. This is a hundred percent my real speaking voice because everyone sounds like a mix of this and some like strong bad mist with uh, Doctor Pain for some reason. It's like the strong bad pain. That's uh, like my like. So today we have a great awesome streaming demons. We got some super special guests. No, it's not Darcy and Joel Bob Briggs. Or is it? No, it's not. It's not. It's not. It's not. But we've got Jennifer Wiggle. You know her from our YouTube channel and all sorts of stuff that she writes. Artsy, 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 multiple publishing. Boom, boom, bang, bangs, bangs. We got some J.M. Brannick's drawing, drawings in live spoken form. We got Voodoo Priestess. We got myself, Jim Phoenix. And I've got to say, Thanksgiving is coming up. I think it's today. And we do a little thing for Thanksgiving every year. We do a podcast or some sort of event that says, if you play it, you listen to us. You don't listen to us. I don't give a crap. You put it on repeat. You just spam it out there. Whatever. Forever listen we get through Streaming Demons podcast for this next, we'll say, week. We will donate money to food banks across the United States because some people, as to paraphrase from Bill Murray, just need a little help getting their miracle done. And by God, we are that help combined. How cool is that? You don't even have to do anything to give. You just got to fucking listen. That's it. Just listen. Don't even listen. Who cares? Just press play. Walk away. Pretend it's like the Care Bear movie for your toddler. Press play and walk away, man. It's the only option you have left. All that and more. Oh, and plus an exciting announcement. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I can't wait. On the next stream. Hit it. Hey everyone, Jim Phoenix here. By golly, do we ever have the most exciting streaming demons? You thought the last streaming demons exciting? Hell no! You thought the nah, not even close. This streaming demons is for Thanksgiving, and that means every time someone listens, clicks, repeats it, whatever it is, put it on repeat, get a spam bot. We pay out money to ching to ching to ching to ching to a food bank. Yeah, local food banks are all with goodness. It's all charity. It's all good. Bring the bank. Make me pay. So if you're new to Streaming Demons, then hey, welcome. We've only been alive for like a year or two for seasons. But if you're no Streaming Demons, we're going a bit off the format. Usually it's something borrowed, something new, something old, and sometimes blue. Now it's just what we're thankful for. No big format. Five movies that we are thankful for as horror fans. And... Whew, I can't wait. We have so many special guests. I can't even name them off the top of my head yet. We've got, of course, the, we'll say, the person that probably puts our YouTube channel on the map, Jennifer Waggle. And we've got Voodoo Priestess, the forever co-host. And we got a J.M. Brannick. And we've got a Court Court. Or, and we've got uh, a Dave Davis, and, and we've got, you know, some other Christians, and then we got some other people, and then we got Nichols, and we got all sorts of Xanders, and maybe even a special appearance from the last least favorite podcast on the left, right, and center. We have Travis and Jay uh, and Jess, and of course, many more special guests coming up 
soon. But without any further ado, because I am a very lazy bear, we are going to let oh boy, we have so many special guests coming to first. Uh T Cups us around. Jennifer. You're up. What's your first movie that you're really thankful for? Like the top five. We're number five, I guess. It's not the number one, it's number five. I'm just going to go in chronological order. So I'm going to start with the oldest one. Uh, that would be the old 1922 Nosferatu. <clears throat> I love that film. Um, I got an opportunity to see that with uh, orchestral accompaniment when I lived in Boston. Nice. And they had a virtuoso theremin player, which was amazing. So uh, I'm not going to spoil the movie for you. It's a vampire movie, but not your traditional romantic vampire movie. More the creepy, sinister, uh, overarching zombified vampire movie of, of its day. So does anyone sparkle? Sparkle? Yeah, do they sparkle? Does the vamp? Does, does Nos- Nosferatu sparkle in this movie? He's more about the um, toys. Uh, yes. And, it... and, you know what? I, I think I, I, I have seen this, but I think the Nasratu vampire is so iconic. It's not the, quite the Bella Degusti one. But it, or Christopher, you know, uh, almost said Reeves. Cushing? <laughs> or Peter Cushing or Christopher? Oh, shit. Christopher, Christopher Lee. Oh, shit. He's Irish. Or even the Gary Oldman one. <laughs> but he is like the silhouette. Like, you always see that. Yes, with the claw. Or, yeah, absolutely. And to the point where I believe they try to bring him in. Not only for Midnight Mass, Netflix Midnight Mass. If you if you haven't checked out Midnight Mass, you really should. It's a, it's a wonderful series. I love it. Although some, we have some helpful haters because there's dialogue in Midnight Mass. Mother, imagine mm. a, a, a movie that has or something a TV show that has dialogue. Yes. I know. No, we're not having this discussion for a thankful, <laughs> thankful place. Thankful place. We're all, we're all thankful. thankful. Yeah, we're all thankful for that. Or, for example, uh, what was the one that they just brush her teeth at? Um, Jacob's wife. Jacob's wife. <laughs> Sadly, I say brushing teeth. Jacob's wife. Yeah, it, it's that architecture. And so we see this throughout. Is that your favorite vampire? Like the Nosferatu? Um, probably not. No. Um, I've always Forget been what the hell I just said that. That's fine. Yeah, no, I, I've always been partial to Bella Lugosi as a person, so, you know, oh, you can't really oh, overdo that. Yeah, but no. but the Nosferatu movie is definitely up there with some of the other classic silent films of uh, of that era that I definitely appreciate. Um, so why are you thankful for it if it's not your favorite, like, imagining of Dracula or Nosferatu vampire because I like the way that the like that some of the old silent films flow. Um, we don't do a lot of those same. Um, you don't see a lot of the same pantomimes, the really expressive gestures. You don't see a lot of things translated into modern film in the same way. Um, at some of the silent film actors and actresses were just absolutely amazing at that. It's just you know you ask for my favorite movie, not my favorite actor. Yeah. No. Yeah. True. And that's something I, I'm a Marx Brothers fan, 
And, and that's why I like the Marx Brothers. They're even it's kind of like theater when they're not on center cam or center stage, they're still doing things. And their and their expression, they're just a mind boggling talent, by the way. And they're they're expressive and they can emote. It's not the plastic acting we get now, where it's like line, 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 Botox line, Botox line. You know, it, it, it's absolutely the, the brilliance of the character. If you can make someone afraid by not saying anything at all. Well, and if you know what some of them went through when they did the filming, too, it was just crazy compared to what people do now. I mean, it was rigorous and very, very physically involved. Didn't they even make a movie of that, Shadow of the Vampire? I was saying, I think they actually made a movie about that. Who was in that movie? Do you remember? Uh, that one dude from whatchamacallit liaison. <laughs> that one guy that he's an actor. Uh, I've seen him in movies before. I know what movies he's from, I think. Maybe. Or was it? Oh, actually, I was thinking of a different one. No, it was the one dude. No, it was the one dude with the pig and red. Okay. With red. All right. We're okay. So there was a movie. We're moving on. <laughs> Martin Freeman. No, oh, there's like, like eight. Red, retired. Yeah. Actor, or, retired like, and extremely Willis. dangerous. Yeah. Bruce Willis. No, the guy with the pig. Uh. The uh, stuffed pig. Do I really John, need to Google this? John I mean, let's go. No, people... no, let's go. Um. Oh, oh my god. god. No, it's uh Malcolm Yeah, Malcolm something. Not Malcolm something. No, Malkovich. John Malkovich. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so John Malkovich is in Shadow th- of the Vampires? I think so. And Willem Dafoe. John oh, Malkovich Willem. and Willem Dafoe. Oh, okay. And Carrie always. Okay. And Eddie, wow, and Edgy Izzard too. I didn't know that he was in it. Eddie Izzard went into a, a closeted non-cross-dressing uh, phase where oh. he just wouldn't cross-dress for a while. No, I'm just saying that's kind of interesting. I didn't know that. He he plays Jonathan Harker. Oh, as Gustav von... Oh, I thought you were I'm like, why is Jonathan Harker in red? <laughs> oh, so, so we started out well. So how many Cthulhu's would you give this movie? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, um... I don't know. I'll probably... <laughs> It depends on the context of what you wind up seeing it with for sound. Right. I've seen a bunch of True. different variants on that, and some of them are really bad. Um, oh, yeah, I've so done that. If you, if you aren't certain on that and you're just looking it up, or if you don't have your own soundtrack you want to play in the background, I'd probably give it, like, a three because that's a gamble. Um, otherwise, if you're in something pretty solid, like the if you've got, like, live symphony accompaniment, I'd definitely give it a four. I dig that. I always think the live something is with me best. I, I think that's a huge, huge thing. I'll, we'll still say it for three and three and four. Cool. I dig it. Awesome. Thank you. And now, uh, Jay and Braddock, what's your what's up? five-ish? All right. I'm going to pick, and this is going to be controversial. Oh, no. Was it, was it sharks? Uh, not yet. No, just wait. Just wait. Uh, but I'm going to pick uh, 1958's The Screaming Skull, which people who are Misties, who enjoy MST3K, will know The Screaming Skull. Um, it is about basically 
newlyweds that are going to the husband's old house to start their life anew. Uh, He was married before, but his wife tragically died at the estate. Now, his new wife is had gone through some trauma. She has some possibly PTSD. So she's not always well. Um, and she starts to think that the, the place is haunted with this old, with, with the, his previous wife. So that's kind of like the baseline of what's going on in the movie. Now it does run a bit slow. So I know a lot of people, I mean, that's a lot of the joke in there is that it's a bit slow, but I enjoy the tension of that. I think that, uh, um, Peggy Weber, who played Jenny Whitlock, who was the, the new wife did a tremendous job at portraying somebody who did have trauma in her past, trying to not only overcome it, but become like a stronger person and going through a new kind of trauma. Is it um, gaslighting? Is it? I can't spoil it. It's from 1958. Oh. It's like basically yesterday. You know? Yeah. No, I was just I was just wondering because it sounds like uh, a woman with trauma in a new situation, and they go into the old house, and the house thing might be with the wife or not, or the ex-wife. I was just wondering with gaslighting, that was kind of popular. Yeah, seventy years yeah. ago, every movie was about gaslighting. Every movie was about gaslighting. Yes, I get it. Except before they had gaslights. <laughs> and then it was called. That wasn't that funny, Evie. <laughs> Don't give him that. No, please do. <laughs> um, but anyway, it's I like it. There's um, also a character in there that has a disability. And, um, you know, there's the whole like, oh, maybe it's him that's doing some stuff. But the, the reactions between the new wife and him are actually very sweet and very... Um, I don't know. There's like a realness to the whole character of Jenny and how she interacts with other people. And it's like one of those comfort movies that I watch, like when I want to have something in the background or when I just want to have something to watch. Of course, with the MST3K, it's a lot better. It's a lot funnier. But even on its own, I find a lot of merits to it that I enjoy. It's very atmospheric. It has peacock screaming in it. That's pretty cool. Um, oh, and no, an actual not. screaming skull, you know? Right. So. Oh. oh, so it's not... Okay, is it anything like the screaming skull that's on Shudder? I have no oh, idea. Skull I'm thinking of. And- skull the mask? <laughs> Yeah, you're thinking of Skull the Mask, the weird okay. movie where they just murder for no reason until Spoilers. the end. <laughs> they just murder everyone for no reason at all. No, I think that's actually the trailer, just the murdering everyone. <laughs> so it's not that movie for I made. don't think it's a completely different movie now. <laughs> I think it's this movie. Um, I would say, uh, I would give it actually a 3.5 on its own. Wow. I would give it a 4 with the MST3K. <laughs> so the MSC3K kind of bumps it up before. That's pretty Yeah, because it's it's funny. They make it funny, of course. Um, but also it maintains a lot of the story and a lot of, you know, still the the good acting of it and the good story of it. I, I, I dig that and I'm not following that. So Buddha Priestess, what's your top five? Okay. Yeah. So I too is decided to go in chronological order just to be just, 
just to not uh, pick. So I gotta go find my chronological order. No, you don't have to. <laughs> you don't have to. This just makes it easier for me. So the first movie I am doing is da 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 1931's Frankenstein, starring Boris Karloff. Mm, nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think nice. you all kind of know the plot of it. Dude makes a monster creature out of dead people and is like, ah, oh, fuck, I made a monster out of dead people. And uh, just starts roaming the town. So <laughs> he just shows up. He's having fun. Yeah. He finds a little girl. They become friends, right? Yeah. They kill they- a turkey headed <laughs> rabbit together. It's awesome. It's oh, yeah. The reason I decided to add this to the thankful list is basically because when I was younger and showing a real interest in horror with all my little goosebump books and stuff, this was a movie my Aww. dad got me to kind of support me in that. Yeah. There's, now, uh, oh, there's a couple other movies that he got, like this one that was unrated and there was like this zombie and like some sort of hot tub orgy thing. And I don't think he realized that was in it when he got it for me, but I can't remember the title. Zombie of it. hot tub orgy. It was actually called that. <laughs> but he thought I, it was something else. Yeah, probably. Yeah, it was like oranges. That's great. And zombie then oranges. there was also leprechaun, but um, unfortunately that scarred me for many years. So I decided to go with Frankenstein. <laughs> Gonna scar me for many years, uh, Voodoo Priestess. That your dad could buy you Leprechaun when you're just starting to express interest in horror. Because oh, he didn't buy viable. me that. He showed it to me on TV, and then oh, oh god, that's yeah. even worse. Yeah, why? Why is it getting worse? <laughs> uh, that's okay. That's I mean that's good. But now I have a question, Voodoo. If that is your real name, is Pain Hmm. Um, mm. of all these movies that we suffer through through Streaming Demons. Why the hell did you just say Frankenstein for one of the movies? It's an old movie. You, ha- you have it. It's a good movie. You're like, oh, I'm going to watch this uh, movie I hate. Um, because, Jim, if that is your real name. Uh, it is, by the way. Everyone loves, like, everyone should probably already have heard of Frankenstein and knows it to the point of if they were going to watch it by now, they would have. So there doesn't really seem to be much of a reason to normally throw the movie out there. Because okay. it's one of the classics, bro. I dig it. I'll take that. How many Cthulhu's? Uh, oh, you didn't give me that good. I did not give you the Cthulhu's yet. It's okay. I would probably give it about... I don't see a reason not to give it a five. <gasps> Your first five! You finally did it! Wait, 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 wait. How many walls were raped in Frankenstein? One and a half. And he did bust through a wall, I think. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's so non-consensual. Touching. So, I am going to go answer... The call that is being yelled at me. So the call of the wild. Yeah. So <laughs> continue on, my well, that's friend. Fine. Okay, I'll 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 follow up this one. If you're doing Frankenstein, I'm going to do Young Frankenstein. Oh, good. I'm glad somebody did. Yeah. Uh, it is 
horror adjacent. And if you watch Netflix, they actually list it as straight horror, which I was like, wow, I don't think Netflix actually watched the movie because that's wow, because it's very gay horror. Oh, I mean, no, I'm just kidding. As, well, it's it very happy. Mel Brooks. It's very Mel. Yes. Yeah, it's great. It's great. We got Mel Brooks with Gene Wilder, and it's not quite Haunted Honeymoon. Some and Madeline Kahn. Yep. Is it Madeline Kahn? Okay, okay. Yep. Oh my Please gosh, yes. She's the best. Is I almost said Rita Radner. No. Is, um, what was what was uh uh his wife's name? Um drawing a blank. Gene Wilder and Gilda Radner. Gilda Radner, yeah. Was Gilda Radner in this one? I don't think so. No. Okay. This, there's so many movies that I'm just getting confused. With. But well, they did like a whole bunch of like comedy horror movies of that era like because yeah. there was like um transylvania 65000 yeah, which he was a, yes and then there is like another one that um i think gilda and um uh what's his face did do together uh yeah i think there was one that they did together that was like a horror comedy it wasn't very good but I mean, it was all right. But yeah, there was like right. a slew of them that came out during this time. Yeah, we had the Pennsylvania. We've had Haunted Honeymoon. We, we I think had, it was the one actually. You thought it was Haunted Honeymoon? I think so. It wasn't bad because it was based on the radio plays. You know, no. Yeah, Gilda Radner was from Detroit, by the way. <laughs> Just FYI. See, another reason to besides mom spaghetti. I'm guessing someone here hasn't had yet. I haven't had it yet because it's downtown. And downtown. I haven't gone downtown since Julie I, Brown? Since Julie okay. Brown. Since your MTV days? Since my MTV days, yes. Sad. Okay, so now for for young Frankish okay. It's one of the few horror movies that my mom likes. <laughs> Young Frankenstein? Yeah, she has zero stomach for any horror movies. She likes the old Universal ones, but that's still like watching it like this. And and, and she was a trauma nurse for a while, so I don't like That's hilarious. It's just like the whole, uh, like this. So my putting on the Ritz, I love (laughs) that version of the song. I I love Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's the way they take the monster seriously, the way they make him endearing, the way they humanize the monster. And it kind of, I know, Shelly was doing like the evil man on his skin and, you know, evil in the evil, whatever it is. But I, I really like the humanity of that movie. And I think it works best because of Gene Wilder. Uh, and later on, and I'm not. It's not a Gene Wilder movie, but later on, Steve Martin will also do a string of like horror adjacent movies, *Man of Two Brains*, for example, mm-hmm. where they bring this humanity to something that could be horrific, and it just kind of makes everything better. And that I'm very thankful for. Anything you can get into horror and watch it with a younger generation, they don't have to be and kind of making fun, as, as Jennifer said, like it's the most Mel Brooks movie. And it's just, it's so funny, like the Frau Blucha, you know, thing of like, you know, like you say that with somebody who knows what's going on and it's funny. 
and I, I love that character too because like this the cigar like the cigar was still warm you find out later it's hers you know <laughs> like you know and then you find out you know yes he was my boyfriend <laughs> Like it's just so it's so Abby funny. Abby normal, yeah. Abby normal, yes. Yeah. yes. I mean, it's just it's it's stuff that you know. Comedy is always the first to age, so you have to do it right. You know, if it's going to age well, and yeah. Mel Brooks is just a genius in how how he ages. Some ages poorly, like a lot of his gay stuff ages poorly, but some of his, I mean. Things like this are just hilarious, even to this day, and will be continue to go be so for years and years and years. For years and years to come, and that's why I give this movie four point nine 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 turkey headed monster. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> just, nine, nine, just go for the five. Just go for the five. No, it's not a five. Not a five. Just come. I also like that Mel Brooks always liked to challenge himself in some of his films. And the challenge with that one was to do it in black and white. And everyone said, oh, oh you can't do that. You I shouldn't that. go backwards. Because uh, he did that with Silent Silent Movie, too, where he went back and did a silent movie. And they were like, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. But I saw recently someone's colorized it. Aww. Oh. I haven't seen the colorized version, but I'm, not sure. I'm like, why? <laughs> I it was like weird. That would no. look so weird and gross to me, I think. I, 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 well, you know what? I kind of want to see a bit of it. I want to see a bit of it colorized just to see if it's kind of the, if they did it tongue-in-cheek. Tongue because remember when Ted Turner, Turner Classic Movies, he was colorizing a bunch of black and white movies back in the day. And sometimes they came out flesh balanced, and sometimes it's like Davy Lee Roth did the color. <laughs> There's like day glow colors just like glowing in the dark. Like, my God, I didn't know her eyes looked like that. And so I, I'm almost wondering if Brooks did it as like a joke. Like, oh, we're colonizing a bunch of old movies. And like, what is going to be? And that brings us to actually, Jennifer, you're up. What's your second movie? Oh, um, well, it's not really a movie. It's kind of more of a producer, um, but there's one particular one by them. So I picked uh, Maya Duren's Meshes of the Afternoon from 1943. It's too short to be like a proper film per se, but I just love her um, directing style. I love the way that she does cut scenes. She's so spontaneous and creative and surrealistic and that one really spoke to me because I wasn't familiar with her work. And when I first saw it, there's this scene where you're walking behind somebody and they look at you and they have a mirror for a face. And I have a costume that has a mirror for a face. And it was like, I found my soul sister. Oh, wow. That's amazing. <laughs> that's gotta be, that's gotta be trippy. It, be it trippy. is. Well, and the costume that I made that, um, it's a, it's a, um, I can see through it, even though it's mirrored, reflecting back, so I can respond to people in it. Oh, cool. Um, But the scene in the movie, I mean, the whole movie is just brilliantly done. I'm not going to go into any more of it. It's very surrealistic. I would highly recommend looking it up. It's not long. Um, And she's got several others that I adore, too. Can you say it again? Uh, It's Meshes of the Afternoon by Maya Deren uh, from 1943. I am probably pronouncing that wrong. That, that's okay. I think no, just so. You got it right, 1943. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's not the thing you're not, you're not, you're not. I'm sorry. This is funny. So, Brannick, you want to watch that one? Yeah, I think it sounds good. 
Yeah. Does it have wait? Does it have sharks in it? No, nope, no sharks. Sorry, Brian. That's Sorry. okay. That's okay. Well, you watch non-shark movies? I sometimes <laughs> do. I mean, not often, but sometimes. I don't remember any formal wall rape in that one either. Yeah, sorry. Uh, formal, not <laughs> informal. Yeah. Well, with some of the cut scenes, you'll find yourself in any of her works where you'll just like go through a door and then wind up popping out somewhere in Wonderland. It's like a very Narnia experience. It's it's fascinating the way that she puts things together. That sounds really nice and cool. Yeah, I think we need more arts. That'd be a great one for a high art camp if it's. I've brought from hiatus. <laughs> I'm guessing a no from the last. <laughs> no. How many Cthulhu's did you give this one? Um, that one I'd probably give a solid like four, four point five, somewhere in there. Wow. Yeah, it's short. It's I I really enjoyed it. I've I've watched it numerous times. All of her work is fascinating, and every time you watch it, you see more nuanced things in it. Um. It's just really interesting. But I will say it's it's art cinema. So, you know, if you don't want to watch art cinema, then I'd probably pass on that one. Well, I think all of our movies are going to qualify as, well, I know my next one qualifies as art cinema 100%. But I dig that one, and I'm not following that. So, Brannick, what's your shark movie? Let's get it out of the way. Fine. Fine. I'll, I'll do it like everybody else. I'll join the freaking pack, and I'll uh, I'll do it. Per order. Oh, really? Per uh, order. I, I'm not doing it that way because I don't know when my movies came out. Well, I <laughs> looked it up, so I might as well just do it. And since you said sharks, I might as go in order to the next one, 1975's Jaws. Jaws, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, of course, like, wait, wait, Jaws or Cruel Jaws? Just the typical regular Jaws. Oh, yeah, and not Piranha, and not all the other ripoffs that not came around. Three D. No. Three D. Uh, not even Jaws three D. Um, not Jaws two with the killer cool scar. Jaws two um, also Jaws. Well, Jaws two, yes, T O O. Uh, and then Jaws three with the the baby. Jaws three kicked some butt in the theater because it was three D. It was three D. It doesn't fare well <laughs> now that it's not three D. But no, you know, doesn't man. But you know, it's a great story of a, a mom grieving like, her child. It's like Bambi. Yeah. What? Wait. What? <laughs> the opposite of that, oh, I would sorry. say. But anyway, that's not Jaws the original, the OG. Okay, so uh, you're which doing Jaws. I am doing Jaws, uh, which I have. It's one of those rare ones too, where I read the book and the book is like not as good as the movie. Um, the, the the novel adaptation of Jaws is not as good as Jaws. Uh, no, the novel that came forth first in 1974 oh, okay. by Peter Benchley was not oh. as good as the movie. Okay. There be the, those novel adaptations. Oh, the there is for especially for like Jaws two, Jaws three, Jaws four. <laughs> Jaws, Jaws three was a pop out book by the Jaws four talks about a voodoo curse on the Brody Ooh. family. So, 
and that's why the sharks keep going after them. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> that's something for us to watch. Well, just like, yeah, yeah. and then they go to Hawaii, and it's just Stay wild. The water, what's wrong with you guys? You're, I know. Well, it's then they get sucked in the Sharknado, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it was Space Sharknado, right? I think is one of the Sharknados in space. And and they bought Jason and and also uh, Leprechaun. Going back to uh, Evie's. Right, anyway, so back in Jaws. So Jaws. Is good, not like those movies. Jaws is good. Jaws is very good. Jaws is like, um, again, it's one of my comfort movies. Like, I've seen it a million times. I'm going to keep seeing it a million times. I've seen it in the theater twice. I've Every time I've seen it in the theater, I'm like, okay, let's go back in and see it again. Qualify um, that. When in the theater did you see it? After its release. Well, yeah, it won't be before it got released. Yeah. Oh, like a re-release in theaters. I'm just saying, after it's released on real film, on the film that it, you know, like the film that it was sent to, at the Redford Theater in uh, Detroit. If people want to come to Detroit and go to the Redford Theater, Redford Theater was also in It Follows. So, if you want to check out a very cool place to go, that would be the place because they do show vintage and older movies uh on their original film and um and also to jen they do show silent movies they have a silent movie festival and it, they do have an organ there which they play they nice. Get an organ. Nice. Very nice. actually that's how they started um going off on a little tangent is that it's the organ society that saved the theater because it has the original 1920s organ and then they're like well we have a theater so i guess we'll show movies now <laughs> So that's how it got started. So anyway, I saw Jaws in the theater twice. Um, I was so excited both times. I screamed and clapped and carried on both times like a maniac. Um, but this is this has always been one of my um, just comfort films. Everything about it is of comfort. I'm going to be writing so much of it one day because there's so much to it and so much I keep seeing every time that I see it. I could watch it a million more times and see a million more things because it is so well and in depth and has, and I know I've kind of joked uh, before about International Man's Day, but it is such a quintessential um, male movie too on how men are perceived in society, how they interact with each other, um, how they form bonds, and um, how they survive together. How they blow up a shark. Well, and and face their traumas. You know, Chief Brody faces his trauma of the water to save his his people and his his children and his wife. So, and you, you did that spoiler, not I, sir. Not I. <laughs> oh, they, they really do that? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, uh-huh. Anyway, five, five Cthulhu's, six Cthulhu's, five if Cthulhu's. I could. Six if you could? Okay, we'll get yeah. it. That's a lot of Cthulhu's. A million. You, you know what's going to come up now. Oh, yeah, it's my turn, huh? Your it is. My next film, again, we're going chronological, <laughs> is... The 1989 film Warlock, starring Julian Sands. I am very thankful for this movie because when it first came out, Julian Sands was just really, 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 really hot, man. 
And I was able to bond with that fact over my high school best friend, Brittany. That's true. Yeah. Good for you. Thank you. In Warlock 2, you can even see his dick. Oh. Thank you for that one. I'll leave No, you need a lead up. You need a lead lead up. God. Besides, Warlock 1 and 2 are like, it's Julian Sands. They're both together. But... Uh, something I like in the original Warlock is there's a lot of old wives' tale folklore stuff pertaining to witches and warlocks. So, like, um, the cow's milk spoiled, so that's witchery afoot. But the old Amish man in a barn said, or the bread did not rise. Think little things like that are something I appreciate because I actually really am interested in the folklore and, uh, aspects of stuff like that so i always like that in the first warlock movie but if for those who are not aware warlock is basically julian sands time travels to the future and then is just a murderous asshole because and so another dude time travels forward to to kill him or bring him back in time and you're like no Keep him here here with his dick. Well, he killed a gay guy. The first few minutes, he killed a gay guy for no reason. Except for his ring. That's a different movie. For his ring. He killed him for the ring. So if it was, you know, okay, I'm I'm a fan of horror. So, like, if it's about just... Something like that. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Guy's like, oh, like the guy is sort of starting to hit on him. He's like, oh, you like my ring? I'm a Scorpio. I would love to take it off and let you like see how you like it and stuff. But I broke my finger, so I can't. And so um, I believe the scenes like Julian Sands starts making out with him. And the guy's into it until he realizes the guy is like biting off his tongue and then cuts off his finger and steals the ring anyway. Okay. I still swipe. <laughs> yeah. Who in it? You know, I actually have not seen Warlock nor Warlock 2. Really? So, yeah. Oh my god, you should totally watch it. Again, Warlock 2, you can see his dick. Yeah. You know, that was basket <laughs> case for me. That was basket case for me. Yeah. Yeah. You see his dick. When he's running in that dream sequence thing? Yes, when he's running and it's all flippity floppity. My first Who's penis. <laughs> Nobody you would ever know. No, best isn't that wasn't that like a, a shutter? Uh, Joe Bob Briggs basket case, wasn't that? Uh, not on shutter, I don't think. Or is that head case? Which which is the one with uh, Joe Pescopo? The, probably not basket case. Basket case is so low budget. That was the one with he has a twin brother named Belial, who's like in a basket. Yes. Oh. And there's three and of it, those movies. There are, and I've seen all of them Aww. multiple times. <laughs> anyway. It's directed by Frank Hennelotter. Frank Hennelotter? My God. I'm not going to make a joke. <laughs> so how many Cthulhu's would you give the movie? And um, how many is penis? Yes. I would probably give the movie four Cthulhu's. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a good movie. I think there are some spots where it kind of slows down a bit or gets a little odd, but pretty good, solid film all around. Um, And obviously, 
Jillian Sands is hot. He is hot. And uh, five star dick. Okay. Five star. Okay. My God. Okay. Do I have to? Good job. Whew. Okay. Shit. You got to follow that up, bro. No, I can follow this up. No problem. Here we go. Warlock 2. No. Warlock 2. No, I did like Warlock. I watched it as a kid, and I think I'll have to rewatch it. Not for his. No, not for his. But That's... I just remember seeing some scenes in my mind, and I'm like, oh, it's, it's on Prime, I think. Now. Actually, this is... I am going to jump straight to. Mmm. Oh, yeah. I am actually quite thankful. I know this is a controversial pick, but original Halloween. Michael Myers? Why is that controversial? Oh, some people hate Halloween. Really? I was doing a podcast with like, fuck off, and I hate all the Halloween. F you guys. What? Really? And they slap me in the face. I'm like, oh, why don't you have to slap me in the face for? And you're like, do it again. That's fair. Yeah, I'm thankful for the original Halloween because I was able to watch it, uh, not in the theater, so I was like three, but I was able to watch it with my dad on TV, probably when I was like five. So That explains a lot. Yeah, well, you know, it explains why I don't remember the uh, Faces of Death sing-along. <laughs> that that is stuff. forthcoming. That's forthcoming. Yeah. So this is before Betamax, and this is before kind of like VHS really hit anywhere. So we had to watch things on the thing called the, the television. And you had commercial breaks, and you just couldn't get away from them. And you can see it's like editing, so there's no nudity, there's no nothing like that. It was straight horror and suspense. And as I was staying up trying to mop the floors at night, because that's what we had to do. We had to do like chores at night. So I was like mopping the floors and my dad would let me wash a little bit more. And then I had to wash the dishes and a little bit more and then take out the trash. And by the way, after watching Halloween, you're like a little kid and taking out the trash, you just got <laughs> shitless. Yeah, <laughs> no doubt. Up, like, why is that my why am I taking the trash? What the fuck did I do? Yeah, and no you're doubt. trying to do as fast as you possibly fucking can <laughs> to get back into your safe house. Because you know, then you kind of think like, wait, wait a minute. Didn't all the killing actually happen inside the fucking house? I, uh, I wasn't swearing back then, so probably you were you were swearing back then. No, Don't lie. Do you know? I was swearing until later on. Well, I was swearing in Polish, but I didn't know it. You uh, don't lie to us. Polish. Okay, but, tell us the swear word. Nope. Oh. <laughs> no, that's actually a swear word in Polish. Nope, it's really weird. No, it's, it's mm. kind of means uh, and your mother too. Mm. But so I'm seeing this, and the things that stuck with me is the babysitter, which I did have. Because I was a child, kills allegedly kills Michael Meyer with that knitting needle hanger. Oh, coat hanger! Coat hanger. Yeah, it was a coat hanger. And from then on, I would have wire coat hangers. (laughs) No wire hangers. If I could just kill Michael Myers if he ever came by. (laughs) So people had toys. I had coat hangers. Oh, mother dearest, mommy dearest would be so mad with you. I've, you know what? Mummy Dearest might be my next horror movie. <laughs> that was horrific. That was a great movie. Yeah. And the original John Carpenter, I love it. Michael Myers is still human. I love it. 
I'm gonna give this one five out of five Cthulhu's. Boom! Nice. Says it. Bamzo. And with that said, Jennifer's oh, in your third movie. Yep. So my third movie is uh, Bruce Campbell's Army of Darkness from 1992. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. And that <laughs> was one of my father's all-time favorite films. And so I'm thankful for it because it reminds me of him. And it's a great movie. Um, and it's memorable. I mean, pretty Definitely in its own category. <laughs> Boomstick! Bruce Campbell is just... He's too That's much. smart. Yeah. Job as smart. And again, in Michigan. We have oh, absolutely. Things. Yeah. These are all the things that, that still are iconic because we're quoting the movies. Even if you haven't seen the movie, you still quote them. Mm-hmm. Which is beyond belief. Fact or fiction? Yeah. Yeah. Now, <laughs> Jennifer, did we lose you? No, I'm still here. Oh, thank God, because your video froze up. That's what I didn't know if it was. Yeah, nope, I'm still here. Um, as far as Cthulhu's, though, I will admit, like, I always found the ending kind of lacking on that one. Okay, which ending? Which it ending? Has two different ones. Because there are two uh, different uh, Okay, I think I've probably only seen one of them then. Okay. okay. Which one did you see? <laughs> I saw the one in S Mart. I'm not going to go into more oh, detail with okay. that. Okay. Okay. There's another one after that. Yes. There is an alternate one. Yeah. There is an alternate. Is one. the alternate okay. one better? Honestly, no. no. <laughs> I, I actually like the S Mart one better. I like the S Mart one in some ways, and then in other ways, like it just kind of leaves me like wanting more. The other one is like kind of a sadder one. Oh. Yeah, and it kind of feels like they're leading it up to continue the series. So yeah, which they yeah. didn't. Uh, if you ever get a chance, listen to all of Bruce Campbell's autobiography. He's plural now. He he actually goes into the issues of Army of Darkness and, and how they had to like like eff it. That's what the <laughs> endings look the way they end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, 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 I know what I do love Army of Darkness too I, as well. Mm-hmm. I love it and it spawn it spawns not just so much the evil dead, but Army of Darkness spawns Ash versus the Evil Dead. Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. He wouldn't have that series. Yep. With him and Lucy Lawless and then And it's so good. So so good. Pedro, yeah. It's so good. I love it. So yep. given all this, given the the, the masterful depth of it. What's your ultimate score? Um, I'd probably give it a 4.5. Damn, that's good. I love it. Okay. I love it. I, I wish we could actually do like a movie marathon of all our favorite movies. And just kind of like That would be great, and you guys would hate me. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so what's this Nazi having a sharp laser head for? Like, what? Yep, basically. That would be... Oh, good God, why? Or like... <laughs> The shit that we watch on Carnage à Trois. <laughs> those are your favorite movies? No, I'm just saying, like, oh. those are those are usually my picks. <laughs> Although Intruder was very good. Talking about yeah. Bruce Campbell. Anyway, so... Wait, wait, no, no, no. Which one was Intruder? 
the one with they're at the supermarket and the there's girl. an intruder. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Bruce Campbell appears like in five seconds, and his friends yep. like in the rest of the movie. Okay, yep. Yes, <laughs> but hey, hey, it had Ted Raimi, and he stole the fucking show. He did. He did. He was great. I love yeah. Him. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, I admire Intruder because you can see the Raimi. Although they didn't direct it, you can see the Raimi use of various camera uh, dollies. And also, like, just the different shots that they do. Yeah. Like, because that's one thing that I always love from Raimi is that he wasn't afraid to take really crazy shots that just, huh? Because he was poor. Well, yeah, because he was poor, but also, I know that, but still, like, some, you you know, some people just don't take their shots anymore, and it's sad. That is true. It's weird because we have Raimi, you always have these wonderful risk-taking shots, and then J.J. Abrams, you always have sun... The glares. Yeah, the sun glares. Yep. So some of us have different uh, trademarks, that's all. That's all yep, right. yep, yep. <laughs> so is this... Wait. It's my turn. I was like, Intruder is your movie? No. No, 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 no. So my, my movie, and I might be... St- stealing from somebody else's i don't know we'll see uh the next one goes from one aspect to another i'm going to be calling upon the rocky horror picture show no hey! you son of a bitch <laughs> <laughs> i knew that i knew it, I knew it. i'm protesting <laughs> People talk about Rocky Horror Picture Show. Bro, Go I can sing it. all the fucking songs. We can, we, you can tell what you're thankful, and no. I can tell why I'm thankful. No, I'm not okay. No okay, okay, we can both be thankful. I'm boycotting the restroom. You talk to yourself. All right, oh, you can have shock people. therapy. You can have shock therapy all day. I've never seen shock therapy. Oh, well, they you have can some have catchy. They have they catchy, have catchy music. songs. Yeah, they do. The, the plot is really Good fucking horror. weird in it, though. Well, Rocky I mean, horror. anyway. So, yeah, 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 yeah. Stick your tongue out at me. I don't care, bro. <laughs> all right. So yeah, Rocky Horror um, is the, my next pick in chronological order. Because it actually came out the same year as Jaws did, uh, just a month later, apparently. <laughs> um, so, and again, it goes from one end of the spectrum to the other. Now, Raggy Horror was always uh, associated with Halloween because basically what would happen is every Halloween, I would go out trick or treating, I would come back, Raggy Horror would be playing because it always played, I guess, at the same time every year. And uh, me and my parents would watch it to a part. And then my mom would be like, and guess what? It's the end. Now it's time to go to bed. So I literally didn't know until I was an adult that Rocky Horror continued on after a certain part. I thought it was, what was the part? Um, after Meatloaf dies. <laughs> So I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> that's the end of the movie, I guess. Um, and then later as an adult, I'm like, wait, is this extra footage? <laughs> <laughs> this whole um, other 45 minutes? Wow, this this whole other movie? <laughs> oh, this makes a lot more sense of how this ended. <laughs> so, yeah. So, oh, and there's more songs, too. Interesting. 
Um, so yeah, it was basically kind of at, uh, that point. Um, I also too remember as a young child, um, you know, you get to the point when, um, Frankenfurter and Brad, you know, uh, have adult cuddle times and it's the aftermath of that oh yeah thinking as a child wait what and that is sort of rapey though because well well, like but he does find out they both find out very quickly actually (laughs) that's true very quickly and then they're like all right well just don't tell the other you know (laughs) and um but again, it's kind of like a quintessential thing, especially as like a young queer of like, wait, what? You know, I think a lot of us have, that was possibly one of the first times in media that something like that was shown to us or was like kind of accepted, like this whole hodgepodge of all kinds of like gender and sexuality and, you know, this whole thing, because, you know, you have these two characters that are very, they're listening to Republican radio, for Christ's sake, on the way there, you know? <laughs> and um, their lives get kind of, like, t- twisted around in all this. And I think for a lot of us, too, is like, that was kind of the thing, is, like, there's this thing that is not the same or is not, like, what I see around me and then you see this where it's like bright and full of energy and maybe these characters are flawed, you know? Yeah. Maybe these characters, you know, have problems and and things like that, but they are characters and they have sympathy and they have, um, you know, desires and thoughts and people like people, like, like me. And, um, you know, and it's, funny for as much as you know because I was very sheltered growing up you know my parents would like take bits and pieces like you know makes you shiver with and to say say it patient you know (laughs) and stuff like that so it's kind of interesting that it did kind of like worm its way into modern not modern society but you know it's cult it is cult But it's, I don't know, it's like even beyond cult because you talk to people who shouldn't be affected by it or shouldn't know of it and they do, you know, and it's like it's something so interesting. Well, and I say interesting as like a queer thing or, you know, something so um, counterculture becoming culture is just really fascinating to me. And that was like kind of the first aspect of it in my experience yeah i was able to rent it i i first time i saw it, i rented it i was uh, probably a seventh eighth grade i think and so they have it in a video store where i grew up that's that's how like it got through because this way when i in 1992 we first heard of this new band called Guns N' Roses. <laughs> Although they had an album out like in 88 or something like that, right? We, you know, we get music later, years later. Uh, we were getting Metallica tapes. We had to get t- uh, Metallica through recordings of people's concerts. You know, mm-hmm. Metallica concerts, somehow we'll get it out there. 
and we anything that was in the style came out a year or two later by us. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of it's a lot of that time where thing where even today, my mom does not have high speed internet. Not because she doesn't want it. There's no structure for it. Mm-hmm. There's just like there's no structure for it. She can't even get cable. There's Yeesh. no structure for it. Wow. Now that you know high speed internet cable. Yeah. Um, so it's one of those things where you're driving through, you know, your your serious XM stops working, your cell phone has like zero bars. It's that. And uh, <laughs> cow pop bingo, whatever it is. But to have Rocky Horror there, it kind of speaks to its longevity and how it could push counterculture in in several different ways where people just see like the lips or something like that. And they don't watch the movie. So, like, okay, we'll leave it on the shelf. If anyone actually saw that, it would probably been like a protest mass burning. Yeah. <laughs> right. And I know it, it, it might have spoken to you differently. I, I like the movie because, uh, I, I don't admit this, Susan Sarandon was sexy. <laughs> <laughs> and I might have wore the tape thin in some places. <laughs> They're all thing. sexy as fuck. I'm sorry, but they all are. <laughs> Everybody was in their freaking prime. Tim Curry in those fishnets. I tried to be Frankenfurter one year for almost a Christmas. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> and a happy new year. <laughs> for Christmas. And they're like, get the hell out of my house. I'm not in your house, Jesus. <laughs> but that's when I figured out I can't wear fishnets because I just shred them. Oh, I'm and sorry. I don't know how hard it is. I, oh, I know. Was, you know. But uh, I, I really did enjoy. I had to watch it twice. The first time I watched it, I'm like, what the fuck am I watching? Like, how is this a good movie? <laughs> I don't remember who recommended it to me. Like, how is this a fucking thing? And then the second time I watch it, it becomes addicting. Like, okay, it's Zoolander now. You know, the first time you watch it, like, why is this a fucking thing? <laughs> and then also you're quoting it left and right, right? Yeah. So I, I do appreciate we can appreciate the same movies for different reasons. Absolutely. And even though one of us literally has a tattoo of Rocky Horror Picture Show on his fucking body. Okay. But I'm glad you picked it for your <laughs> special guest. I mean, you can pick it too. I mean, like, no, I fine. That No, that, that I love it because... It just shows that sometimes we're thankful for the same movies, too. Yeah, absolutely. It brings us closer together as people. And that way you can give it a five, and I don't have to. Yeah, I do give it a five. Yeah, that's right. I'm just going to tell you right now, the rest are five, so. That's right. Oh, not mine. I'm going to be cruel now. Oh, oh, okay. Cruel Jaws. Cruel Jaws. Jaws. <laughs> I like, honest to God, I really like Cruel Jaws. I do like Cruel Jaws, too. It's a, it's a It was good, fun. Just because it, it knows what it is. It knows oh, yeah. It's an almost word-for-word rip-off of Jaws. Jaws. <laughs> Except for that one time that it ripped off the music from uh, Star, Star Wars. Wars, I think. Star Wars. <laughs> da, da, and then it catches itself when it was fucking watching. Yeah. <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, Hulk Hogan, Italian Hulk Hogan, Italian Hulk Hogan. <laughs> so good. Okay, so okay. Uh, Buddha Princess. What's oh. your number three? Okay, so my number three is the 
English remake, obviously, of the 2004's The Grudge. Oh, wait, 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 wait. the English? Yeah. Whoa. Is that the one with the dude from Star Trek? What? No, 2004, not 2020. 2004. That was 2020 that dude from Star Trek did it? Oh my god. I think so. Holy timing has gone to hell. (laughs) okay so 2004 got it yes um so basically what happened is uh this This is sarah michelle geller yes sarah michelle geller is in it okay buffy the vampire slayer yes Yes. okay my mother took me to the movie theaters and that's when we started to like really go out and hang out and stuff and i will never forget that time i started hiding my fucking head and her side because of that one scene with the blankets and my mom was like hey 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 evangeline she's under the blanket she's under the blankets and i was and i like looked up to like tell her to stop and she just sort of turned my head and then i started screaming (laughs) and you're thankful for this Well, besides the fact, besides the fact that it was family fun time, (laughs) it did kind of put me on my craze for like J-horror and stuff. And my mom and I both kind of started looking into that. Like we rented a bunch of Asian horror movies. It wasn't just Japanese. It turned into Korean. It turned into Thai, uh, some Chinese, like... I think eventually it kind of leached over to Swedish and Filipino. (laughs) (laughs) We can watch movies from all over the damn place, bro. Apparently so. Yes. Yeah. From from China to Sweden. Yes. I think there was a couple of French in there too. Except my mother will not watch cannibalism movies with me. She just draws the line at that. Fair enough. There's so many to pick Yeah. Up. There really are. Like There are a lot. There's a fuck ton of cannibalism movies, bro. Yeah, especially in the 70s. Oh, I usually watch more recent ones. But then again, yeah, you, you don't like you don't like the uh the Italian ones. I don't like the Italian. No, Sorry. I know. I know you know. Fucking Bob. Bob ruins every Italian movie. He does. He does. Yeah, there, there's a what was it the the grave in the middle of the house or what was the movie called? Oh, um, I know what you're trying to say, graveyard but graveyard in my kitchen. <laughs> graveyard in my toilet. Yeah, and basically the movie's okay except for the for Bob kid for Bob kid names named Bob and. It was just horrible. It was just. I think it was the dubbing, though. I think it was the dubbing. The dubbing's really bad. The the dubbing is really bad for Bob, and I think Bob is actually doing his own dubbing, though. Because he talks like this, it is just so annoying. (laughs) Yeah, and but he's that way in another movie. I think watching movie was fucking Bob again. Which I don't want to. Or something was another movie I saw which fucking Bob showed up. Bob is just it was the seventies, they had Bob. Yeah. So how many Cthulhu's do you give the remake? Not the remake, the I guess it would be the remake of yeah. the original grudge, which is not the remake of the remake of the original grudge. <laughs> oh my yeah. god. 
Um, I would probably give it a solid four, three point five four. Oh God! Every time you say that, I want to do the joke. I go, I'll give you a solid four or three point five four. But then Brannick closed the the whistle, and we get lost. I do. I have a kazoo, and I blow it. It's a kazoo. (laughs) Solid four. That's not bad. It's a solid four. So solid four launched you into. An exploration of all this JK, uh, JK, P's horror, like JK, JK horror, JK, (laughs) JK horror, LOL. (laughs) I I, I dig that. I can dig that. Okay. Um, then for my number three, since it's not Rocky Horror Picture Show no more, it's gonna be, oh, it's all good, Alien. The oh. original, because it made nice. me sleep with my hand over my face <laughs> until I was like, "Oh, I don't know what day is it today." Yeah, it's so good. It. Still effing doing it because I'm afraid a face hugger is going to get me if I don't. Well, they will. They probably they will. will. Oh, bro, it's such a good movie. One second. Yeah. So we have the, the you know the Stromo. Everything is being typed out. It, it's still sci-fi it's got that 2001 vibe to it for spacecraft but in the end it's just a movie it's just a, it's just a movie Jesus Christ. it's just a family movie um oh, is that, is that the, is no oh yeah I interviewed him I think really yeah I think nice did I I don't, I don't remember anymore I don't <laughs> remember anymore I I, I did I not? I, I, I actually, honestly, guys, don't remember. Um, yeah, but you you, ha- you have that crazy batshit crazy designs that are horrific and completely original. They are the absolute. Is showing the art books of it. Oh yeah. But it's the visceral. It's the one person against the world, and it can pop up from your stomach. Oh, that's it's like childbirth. It's like well, childbirth, you know, yeah, if it, it can spew acid. And again, Mel Brooks has a great joke about it in Spaceballs. Spaceballs, absolutely. Hell, yep. baby, hell, yep. It's one of those items where even if none of the movies came after Alien, it was just that one movie. It spawned a whole universe, it spawned role-playing games, it spawned alien isolation, it spawned a bunch of other stuff. But it's the what happens, what goes wrong when one person tries to do the right thing and gets overruled. Oh. Alien like 15 minutes long if they just listen to Ripley. Yeah, she was, the right thing. she was in her underwear. They should have listened to her. <laughs> oh. And that was actually one of the first times you can kind of see Sigourney Weaver as a sex symbol. Because Oddly. her bush? No, she's in her underwear, Evie. Jeez Louise. What the hell? What were you watching? Yeah. <laughs> this is Resident Evil 2. No. But when I saw Alien, I also saw Ghostbusters at the theater. So I had to make the connection that she was the same person. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, you're right. They all look like Danzig covers me. 
Uh, those are dicks inside asses. Don't call fucking Danzig a dick inside an ass. We're gonna sue for that shit. <laughs> Sorry, Mr. Danzig. I love your music, sir. I do not think you're a dick inside of an ass. If anything, you're an ass inside of a dick. This one's just a dick inside a vagina, I think. Okay, so are we using this on the YouTube? I, apparently, we're demonetized. No, no, we, we, we can't. Yeah, no, we can't use anything. Good job, Evie. Yeah, it's all good. No, you can just take that part out. Like, good my job. Part, no, can't we, you just? No. Physically, no. 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 They okay. don't do separate videos. Nope. Yeah. No. Sorry. No, I'm sorry. No, it's all good. I'm no, not even recording bad. the video. I'm not even recording the video. Oh, <laughs> oh you're not? Oh, okay. Yeah, no. <laughs> I didn't know that. I, I thought you were just joking to get Evie. Like, no, no. Like, um, no, uh, not recording the video because we don't know how much power uh, some of our uh, Wi Fi is going to have. Oh, you know, my Wi Fi sucks. Yeah. And, and, yeah. My Wi Fi is not great. No, although your Wi-Fi, your videos make me want to get the fucking uh, uh, the fireplace channel now. <laughs> <laughs> the Yule log. The Yule right, log. it's got like a, a, a the candle going. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So with all that said, even though it is like life-altering, scary for me, I'm gonna give this a, a five out of five Cthulhu's. Yeah, you should. <laughs> As you should. I would beat you if you didn't. Yeah. So absolutely, it's just. It's not the thing that got me into horror, but it's the thing that keeps me going. It's incredible. It's yeah. an incredible movie and sequel. The one sequel. Oh, aliens! One day. Oh, I thought I thought Brannick was talking about our our our, our, our show. Yes, our podcast sequel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come listen we to have... our podcast sequels coming out one year. Yeah. yeah, we have so many recorders so far. We can do like one a day. We just release them, and I cannot believe we actually got Neil Diamond. To oh, the, we uh, do. The music. Yeah, he's incredible. Incredible. Yeah. He demanded to be on. I was like, I'm paying. Like, no, I'm paying you to be on. I'm like, okay, man. Yeah, he wrestled me. us for it. Like, we were like, please no, and he's like, I'll wrestle you if you don't. And we're like, oh, I guess this is what we're doing now. Yeah, I, I, I want to say I let him win, but you know that Jello gets very slippery. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But and, he had to try on the sunglasses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's like, I can't see that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we got. That's what we got. Him. And that goes back to number four for Jennifer. What's your number four? My number four is The Stepford Wives from 2004. Ooh. The remake? Yeah. Oh. The remake. The 2004 one. Um, I love that movie. Uh, that actually made it up um, and bumped the Joe versus the Volcano out of my Ooh. number one movie slot. Ooh. Which Joe versus the volcano is, you know, kind of hit or miss with a lot of people, but there's a lot of um, psychological exploration behind the scenes in that one that people nice. kind of overlook. Um, but I love the Stepford Wives. I just, I love how cheeky it is, and I love um, that Midler's character. I mean, it's <laughs> the way the interactions happen between everybody as they start to figure out what's going on, and then the decisions that they have to make. Um, the only thing that it has going against it is that um, I'm not a huge Matthew Broderick fan, and Matthew Broderick is in his full-on Matthew Broderick zone. <laughs> yes. so is, is, is he Ferris Bueller, or is he killing people by driving over them? <laughs> oh, <laughs> woof, woof. 
too soon. I, I will. Or is he God? Is he Godzilla-ing it? Godzilla with rollerblade or roller skates, by the way. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Or Music Manning. Uh, he's, the, he's a remake of Music Man as well. Which is a remake of itself because it's already a remake from Or Deck the Halls. Are we not, like, do we, I thought we were talking about Matthew Gil- Illard. I'm like, and Scooby Doo. No, no, that's Matthew Illard. Um, <laughs> going back to Stepper Wife, so it's kind of like a, a limiter for you for that reason, then, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I'll only give it 3.5 Cthulhu's for that reason. Oof. Okay. It's not bad though. Fair that's enough. The, yeah, that's the highest it's fun. Thing the ever did before. <laughs> <laughs> I find it very interesting because a lot of the time when I hear people talk about the step for wives, they kind of shit on the remake and then yeah. are purist on the sequ- on the original. So I find it really interesting that you prefer or you really like the sequel. Why don't you calling it a sequel original? The remake. Uh, well, I like remake. the remake because I really like the humor in it. Yeah, I do too. For some yeah, reason, whenever I think of it, I just think of that one scene where it's like, Ed, you're better at sex than me. Don't deny it. I never did. <laughs> I don't know why, but that's what I always think of, like, Cole Kidman's uh, delivery of that. Why? The deadpan. Just. Yeah. yeah. Nicole Kidman is, is super funny. She when is. She, I mean, you get her with the right director and she is, she's super, super funny. Now, why is it super, super funny? What about, okay, what's Nicole Kidman's uh, thing? What, what's her role in this one? She is the lead, um, the, the lead female role who's kind of navigating the, the role that she's supposed to play in this new world that they've moved into. Okay. So she's playing herself. Well, she basically was the breadwinner and they moved into a neighborhood that's more old-timey fashions where she should not be the breadwinner. She should be the bread maker. Yeah. yeah wait, but Stepher's wife, Stepher's wife, I uh, can't even say it today, but that's actually, you can say that line and people know that it's the, the cookie cutter, right? This is Betty Crocker. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's everything Epcot gone horribly awry. Right. Going back to the 1950s and then, you know, but not. Yeah, no, I actually, that, that is kind of scary and I can, I can, I can see like I kind of dig it. I, I like the dosey do scene. <laughs> see, did he, did he have like a trumpet? Because I think that's music man you're thinking of. No. <laughs> okay, so it's, or Matthew, or Matthew Bauer. Okay, so how many Cthulhu's? 3.5. Because Matthew Broderick is in it. Right. <laughs> he Matthewed it up. Yes. Too much of Matthew. All right. Okay, 3.5. That's pretty good. Okay, now, Brannick. Yes. What's your number four? All right. I, I'm, I hope that I get to steal this from somebody, too. Because I know my number one is going to not steal from somebody. So. Oh, wait. Did I? No, I think so. I don't know. I, whatever. Anyway, so my next one is going to be uh, Beetlejuice. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Yep. It I love like a- that movie. <laughs> I, um, oh, was it really something you'd chosen? Yes. Was it really? <laughs> whatever, man. <laughs> whatever. 
again. See, you need to go first next time. Yeah. yeah. I mean, exactly. Special guest. Who's <laughs> going first? Always. Me. Me first. <laughs> Me first now. <laughs> you know, um, so Beetlejuice is, see, I said it twice, so we got to be careful. I know. Cool. Is, is a good movie. Um, well, yeah, of course it's a good movie. People love it. It's a great movie. It's, um, it's funny. It's scary. It is endearing and charming. What it was for me growing up is because I did not enjoy horror growing up. I know a lot of people find that surprising. I was a very scared and neurotic child. <laughs> Sorry. Growing up, <laughs> looking into wells and drawing, I don't know, juice boxes. Um, or things like that. I was a sensitive child. I did not like horror. Um, and this was one of those movies that I actually did really like and really kind of connect with. Of course, of course, because of the the scene of the dinner, the dinner mm-hmm. scene. Um, but because of um, the love between Gina Davis. Uh, De- oh, my gosh. <laughs> Dina Davis? Dina Davis. <laughs> mm, yes, I remember Dina Davis. I had a crush on her. Yeah, 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 I swear, I'm not even drinking this one. Um, but the, the the love between um the two people uh, of Gina Davis's character and Alec Baldwin's character is very sincere, is very sweet. Um their love of uh, Winona Ryder's character is very sweet and very real. Um, it has so many good actors and actresses in it. Michael Keaton, of course, is amazing. Um, Catherine O'Hara is just so funny. Um, you know, the music by Danny Elfman. I mean, like, how can you go wrong? It's just like, it's amazing. Directed by Tim Burton. It's, it's a solid hit. But again, like there's this great scene and a lot of movies get this wrong, I feel, because there's the scene where um, Winona Ryder's character wants to commit suicide because she wants to be a ghost with them. And they're like, no, 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 you have to live your life. You know, you have to live your life and we're always going to be here for you because we love you. And um, we don't want that to stop you from that like you know we are not going to be selfish in that respect and it's funny because i've seen so many other movies with the absolute opposite result of that um and the opposite and the opposite expectations of that so it's like it is such a genuine love and you it's hard to find that in in movies in general you know <laughs> Yeah, the ghost in Mrs. Mirror. Shut up. Um, <laughs> ghost in Mr. 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 Chicken. How about that? Anyway, that but the, the ghost of Mr. and Mr. Chicken. Yeah, I don't yeah, that's think a movie. So. Is it? Yes, it's got Don Knotts in it. Oh goddamn! <laughs> that was another one from my childhood that used to scare the shit out of me. And this is what Evie's gonna go. Who's Don Knotts? Oh no, my I god! I know who Don Knotts is. He was in the Andy Griffiths. No. Yes. Yes, he was in a lot of things, but he was... I was thinking of Don Wrinkles. <laughs> no. I'm like, he was on Andy Griffith? He was in that May a couple of times, allegedly. But, but also with this movie, it shows you, because there's that 
tremendously wonderful scene of them changing into their ghost selves of like incredible claymation. Oh, um, the little eyes on their fingers. The little the- eyes and their fingies and stuff <laughs> like that. It's tremendous. It's great. Um, but as a child, it taught me that sometimes even if things do look scary, they're not scary. You know, that, you know, these are actually, you know, not terrible things. These are just two people that are trying to get the best out of their world and trying to kick out uh, Catherine O'Hara. <laughs> um, Toby, well, no, she's great. Um, I invited her to live with me and she said no. And I'm like, okay, fine. Haunt me later on. Yeah. Um, but I love it's it's funny, it's charming, it's classic, and it continues to be even now, and I believe will continue to be so. I mean, it's just it's great. So uh five out of five. Wow. Nice. God, I that really wasn't that mine although it made me think of all the other ones that I do want to mention by it. it's like oh maybe it's going to be Nightmare Before Christmas or maybe this could be uh, is Happy Halloween Charlie Brown or Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown that's what it is or, or maybe it's, it's going to be you know uh, Ghostbusters or, or maybe it's just going to be or 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 going to be Night of the Living Dead it's going to be mine and honestly, between the, the color versus the black and white one, that will split the difference. But it was the last movie played every night before the Dutch kids. Back in my day, TV <laughs> stations went off the air. And they'll play this little, they'll play the trumpets, the bugle, the, the flag thing. And the national go, anthem thing, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, they play the national anthem. Yeah. Well, trumpets for me. I don't know why. I, mean, I was just doing taps. Oh, that's weird <laughs> that it did the yeah. trumpets. And, but before it went off the air, it was always Night of the Living Dead. And oh. so I saw that movie. Probably it's the, the most watched horror movie for me just out of watching TV every night because I had night shift. Interesting. And, like just trying to chill, boom, after Letterman. So it is a movie where they show racism they show all sorts of discovery things and of course it freaked the crap out of part of my family members because it's a scene where they're named similarly i i love the monster not in the house type thing but kind of like the the boarding up against the world trying to like really hunker down and then who was a real monster people are the, the actors, if I remember correctly, uh, George Romero really wanted the guy, to, the, the, the black man to be the actor because he wanted it that way. He wanted it that way. He wanted to show this the racism of it. And that was not a popular decision, but he kind of got his way. Thankfully so. And that gives us a whole genre of, of you know, besides Romero's, like, Movies, Dave, Night of the Dawn, whatever it is. But he goes on and on. But also, Shauna Dead comes from it. <laughs> more other zombies, all the Netflix zombies. Walking Dead spawns from it. Not really because Spawn is McFarland. But we have all these things that we have to are thankful for. And it's really a horror conscious movie. It's, it's like an activist movie. 
which I can always appreciate where Poltergeist really where it wasn't and Exorcist Jordan wasn't. Well, I so. think a lot of like horror does come from political unrest horror and comedy you know like there's a lot of times where people use horror as that that vehicle and that voice um because it is kind of a safe way to to present that and it's a way that a lot of times people will feel that you know that um like you said like an us versus them the claustrophobia of that um you know it's 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 especially when you're um, an independent. Um, and it can show the racism by shooting a, a guy you think's a zombie, not not because he's black, but you think he's the undead. Mm-hmm. You know that that's why we, we kill people. We're trying to be safe. Definitely racial. Yeah, we we see that, and it's not. I mean, if I, it even sort of lays the the feel for the trope where. You know, for even for Candyman later on, this is a stepping stone. Oh yeah. Well, with Mr. Tony Todd there, so that is something I'm not going to give it five out of five. This is a four point five for me. By the way, either version, the the colorized or the uh, black and white, four out of five. Cthulhu's. Boom. Oh, that means we only have one left. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, didn't you skip me? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, totally skipped you. Sorry, <laughs> you. Oh shit, I got fired. Damn it. Yeah, my bad. Okay, we skipped an order. I'm so sorry. Voodoo Priestess. Oh, it's number fine. four. It's <laughs> number four came out in 2005. It's one of my favorite horror movies ever. And bad stuff. Biology? No. Noriko's Dinner. Bad Biology is your favorite horror movie ever before? I said it's one of my favorite horror movies. Anyway, okay, what is it? Noriko's Dinner Table. Yay. Yay. No, Noriko's Dinner Table. It's completely different. Yay. It, it was done by... Oh, crap, I know the student's <laughs> a popular dude. This is my favorite movie in the whole world. It was done by... What's his fucking name again? Uh, it's uh, that guy that does movies. Uh, Sion Sono or something? Sion Sono? Sure. Something like that. Okay. Yes, but I approve. He's a popular Japanese director. Anyway, it's one of my favorite movies ever. And when I was in high school or junior high or whatever, that time was when I saw this movie. It meant a lot to me. So I'm very thankful for its existence. I, I am. Uh, hi, Jim Phoenix. Uh, hi. hi. <laughs> my, my my question is. Did you see it in the theater in high school, or is it like a rental for you in high school? It was a rental. You see, back in the day, Netflix has this system where it sends you DVDs in the mail. Oh, oh my god! DVDs. We got the DVD part. Okay, good. Yeah. That, that, that's something. Yeah, yeah. I remember those days. <laughs> yeah, they still do that, and you can still get like really obscure DVDs sometimes that aren't available for streaming sometimes. Mm. Or if you're like out in the country, they'll still do it. <laughs> yeah. Like like Jim's mom. <laughs> Maybe. Which is the only time that's appropriate for a punchline. Nah? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jim's mom. Like, wait, wait, what? No, that's true. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. I know. I mean, they don't have a DVD player yet. But, you know, it's definitely. But when she does, when when she gets out of the Betamax (laughs) phase. 
She'll be the coolest kid on the block. Yeah. She at least moved beyond laser discs. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that was always like it's, and super it's aids. Super aids are dang good. So okay, so Voodoo Priestess, you saw this when it first was released, or is this something you said from Netflix? Was this like an older movie for you? Um. um th- so 2006, I would have seen it around the time it got released on DVD. Okay, so okay, I'm feeling better. Yeah. So you were at least in high school in 2006. Oh, I don't know. God damn it! Why are you making me do math, bro? What year did you graduate? I don't know. You don't need to say anything. You don't need oh to say God. anything. You don't, know you graduated? you don't need to say anything. Let's continue on. How many Cthulhu's? I forget. Um, I let's straight up give it a five out of five because I'm biased. Okay. Okay, that's, that's good. I, if anything below, if this is your favorite movie, you're like, I give it a three. I'm like, really? <laughs> you just said it's your favorite world in the whole wide world. Oh, yeah. That's a three. Yeah, I would I would say that she would do that though. Hey, I said that this one meant the most to me. It's uh, like oh, it's in one of my comfort film lists. You know, oh, it's cool. yeah. And why? Why? Just give me one reason why. Oh, uh, it was very relatable. Because <laughs> <laughs> sushi was killing people in your place. That sushi is not Noriko's dinner table. It would always be that movie for me. You know that, right? Thank you. I have nothing else to, to base it on besides sushi dinner table. <laughs> but, well, one day, instead of like slogging through whatever Tom Hanks, although the Burbs is pretty damn good, by the way, um, whatever Tom Hanks movie we're going to do for like like Captain Jack gets you high. To, oh, that's Billy Joel's song. No. Brad, what was the last movie we saw for uh Carnage Trois? The vampire oh God, is the gathering. vampire one. Vampire yeah. Gathering. Vampire Gathering. Wait, we saw Vampire Gathering? Were you Don't act like it's a, a thing. It's not a thing. <laughs> Were you thinking of Paganini? Yeah. Paganini's. Oh, P- Paganini horror. Yeah, Panini horrors. I, 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 I was completely lied to. I thought it was about cooking show and it was not. Is okay. That brings us, now that we got the order correct, Jennifer, what's your fifth movie? Now that I got the order back, my my fifth movie is 1917 from 2019. <laughs> All right, so 1917, which is not the John Belushi 1941 from no. 1988. No, is that um, a Stephen King adapted film? No, um, that was directed by Sam Mendes. Okay. Um, Is this the and, war one? Yes, and it was very good, and it really, like, it doesn't, it, it came out and then sort of, like, showcased itself as an atrocities of war kind of movie, right. which it very much is, but it's shot in a very cinematic way that speaks to the horror genre. Is it the one-shot movie? Like it's yes, in but one, it's, it, one take. it come it it acts as though it was done in one take, but there's like these sort of holes in the narrative, and it was based on his grandfather's stories from the war, and you kind of get the impression that there were kind of some holes in that narrative too. Uh. So it it flows very much like you imagine his grandfather telling the story and the adventure therein, um, and all of the 
horror that went with it. I see. Yeah, I, I like it, it was an absolutely beautiful and terrifying film in its own way. Yeah, and, th- and that came out, you said, in 2019. 19. Oh, wow. So you got to see it in the movie theaters. Yes. Yes. Before, you know, before times we had theaters, though. That yes, back amazing. when theaters were still open. What yeah. are theaters? <laughs> Captain Walker. Yes. So, okay. If, is this going to be more. You, know, you said it's beautifully shot. How's the sound on it? How's the soundtrack? How's the scoring? I thought it was well done. Um, yeah, it didn't stand out to me as being all that odd or anything. Like, it, it really did felt, feel like very much an immersive experience. I think that's what I appreciate about it. And that's why I listed it among the movies that I'm thankful for. Because I liked that kind of immersive, immersive storytelling quality. Yeah. Do you you think that's going to be more of a big screen thing? Or like I said last time, if you can see uh, Nosferatu with the the, the theater, it would be awesome. But if you see it kind of like one of the home video versions, it's not as. I think you at least need surround sound on this one. Okay. Mm. That's what I was wondering because I know there's a lot of stuff like, like, oh my god, it's like I'm right here. But then we're like, if you watch it on your phone, it's like, oh, that's the worst movie I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah no, it's not going to translate well to that. Okay. See, I, I did that. And, and there, it shows that there's a still a place for actually going to the theater and really immersing yourself there and, and getting, you know, supporting AMC theaters, especially. If you're in the United States, AMC, I can't say enough about them. Uh, not that I have a financial stake in AMC right now, <laughs> but yeah, we're checking them out. Safely. I come back. Safely. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Always use a condom. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Condom. All over your body, really. A body and a mask. Leslie Nielsen style. It's more like a chair condom. Yes. Well, <laughs> I'd rather put thing, it on me. Huh? I'd rather put it on myself because. It's more than just the chair. Like, I'm walking around. <laughs> this is getting really kinky, y'all. Yeah, I know, right? And then you got to get the, the popcorn with the, <laughs> like, heart attack-inducing movie theater butter, whatever yeah. that stuff is. Put oh, a condom God. on that. <laughs> I put it in my booth. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's <laughs> okay, so this is this is something that it is the horrors of war it's it's not merry christmas mr rock with mr merry christmas mr uh rogers no mr oh fuck what was that boy it's a boy movie merry oh, christmas mr poppins no <laughs> santa penguin mr. lawrence merry oh. christmas with mr lawrence which also oh. does the horrors of war rather well and, and it's got bullying. But I, I do, I do miss, I, I do miss the. It's it's the time. It's it's the time of war. We've we've had people. I'm teaching students right now, who've never known anything but war. Even though we've been in it. Because we've been in it. Like I'm saying, the world has always there. There was no law of peace. Oh, I see. I see. I see. They're, they've always they were born during major conflicts. Yeah. Yeah. And it's still kind of ongoing. So I, I think that's just the, the type of movie that people need now, just to really put a, a lens on it. Well, and I think that's the other thing I appreciated about it, because so many war films glorify it. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this one very much doesn't. I mean, at the end, you just feel like you've gone through this whole futile experience, and you're just like, "But why?" Mm. And uh, that was that was also part of what resonated. Yeah, I, I, I can appreciate that. And you're giving this one. <laughs> I'm going to give this one four point five. Four point five. That's pretty damn good. Now, four point five at the theater of big surround sound, or four point five straight. <laughs> I would give it 4.5 at the theater with the surround sound. Um, if you've got a good setup at home, equally probably is good. Otherwise, I'd hold off until you can see it in that context. Yeah. You know, they're running out of films to show. We can't always have Marvel's 15th movie of the year. So, <laughs> oh, maybe we can. Well, I dig that, and I'm not going to follow that. So, Brannick. <laughs> I'm getting my order correctly now. Rannick. Yes. What's your fifth movie and why is it like Space Nazis Must Jaws Die? That was, that was very close. That really? was very close. Yeah. Yeah. You, you opened up that you opened up that can, buddy. Damn. Yep. <laughs> I, so I, I hold in my hand the last disc of the DVDs that I had as my list. And I'm looking at it, and it's very beautiful. It's got a, a lady; she's like screaming, and there's an explosion behind her. It's not Mad Max Furiosa. That's not a horror movie. It's not a feminist movie. It is a feminist movie. It's a very feminist movie. But anyway, there's a surfboard, and there is a chainsaw oh. coming oh. out of it towards the lady, and on top of this surfboard looks a very muscular. Uh, Perhaps Nazi. There's no insignia on him, so we must assume that it Both is. Nazis must die, really. <laughs> no, it says I spit on your grave twice. Oh no, he's no, he's got. He does have swastikas on his uh, on his board, so we can safely assume he is a Nazi. Balls. On his balls and on his board, and um, it's it, more like three it's, swastikas on your balls. It's actually worn out a little bit. The, there's a little bit of cracking on the uh, the DVD because I have watched it so many times. Oh, my God. And uh, he looks very angry and she looks very scared. And um, and it's the director's cut. <laughs> did you not interview the director? I did not. I have not. I thought, I thought you did. That was no. for a different German shark that, movie. Yes. It was for oh, a different – Fucking one German shark movie? There's there's more than one <laughs> Nazi shark movie. Fuck's that was for um, Sky Sharks. Sky Sharks, which was actually the, the director was very kind and generous. He was very was nice. And that movie was great. And uh, I've yet to, uh, well, I did review it on, um, on Stream and Demons. And eventually I'll probably review it like written wise um to give it a little more depth put some more meat on those bones yeah. um now that it is out in theaters well it was out in theaters in germany in its natural home country <laughs> as guy sharks are often do so surf nazis must die surf nazis must die it is a 1987 movie. Oh, how did I miss this one? That is 83 minutes of pure magic, starring Gail Neely, and that's really all you need to know because Gail Neely is the the queen of this. She is incredible. She's in all those surfing and Nazi movies. Um, I would love to see her as the the protagonist of any Nazi 
movie where she kicks ass and she she takes names and then kills those names because <laughs> that's what happens. Um, but it's it's a wonderful movie. <laughs> I have written a tremendously long review about it. It is my magnum opus. You can go on Haunted MTL and find that. Um, I talk in great length about um, about basically the rise of uh, neo-Nazism in America and uh, its effects on African Americans. And, um, and uh, you know, I don't get too much into surfing now. <laughs> I was going to ask, who would win, surf Nazis or Jaws? Jaws. I mean, the, the creatures. Who Jaws. So Jaws. So why not Surf Nazis has a lady killing people, not a no, no, the, no, the Nazis killed people. See, the thing is, is that the Nazis um, brutally murdered her son. Oh. And um, she's a That's senior. Like See, this is great because she, the protagonist of the film, uh, Mama Washington, um, Eleanor, Mama Washington. Right. Um she is a senior black woman. She is put um, temporarily into a like a nursing home because her home was demolished in an earthquake. It's Bubba Hotep. You are doing Bubba Hotep. <laughs> no, I'm not doing Bubba Hotep. Nazis instead of mummies. So she's put in there. She's put in there. Um, she obviously doesn't do well because she wants to be on her own. She's also a widow. Um, her husband was in the service. Um, her son, I believe, is a civil engineer. And they're trying to regroup, you know, after this horrendous earthquake. Well, he is just at the wrong place at the wrong time. And the Nazis um, basically kill him. They murder him. And she finds Spoilers. out. That's not the plot, bro. I have to beat this out now. Why? It's from 87. You said we could do a little. Oh, fine. Spoil away. Well, I'm just saying that's the lead up. Like, mm -hmm. and so then she has to go and seek her revenge. I didn't say how she does it or when or who or what she do. Jim just, just keeps left. doing the snappy yeah, thing by and you. Just, yeah, and he just left. All right, well, whatever. Anyway, I um, <laughs> I love this character so much that I uh, commissioned the Stitch Keeper at the Stitch Keeper on Twitter to do a Gail Neely doll dressed as uh, Mama Washington. Oh, and she's nice. Yep, and nice. she's, she's looking at me right now. She's got a gun in her hand. Didn't you, um, didn't you post that? I oh, did. Yeah, you did. I remember that. Yeah. Yep, yeah. I did. And I still have her. She's just as cute as a button, as always. And she watches over me and protects me Aww. from Nazis. Nice. <laughs> the, the surfing variety. Yeah. <laughs> but I enjoy this film. Obviously, it's um, it's trauma. You know, it's it's full of cheese. It's got surfing gangs in it. You know, it's much <laughs> like the warriors, but with a black female protagonist who, again, I just find it just so charming and so great that we have this protagonist that we don't usually get to see in these types of movies. And, um, she, Gail Neely just pulls it and she just blows it out of the park and I enjoy it. And there's lots of synthy good music into it. And, um, 
20 out of 5 Cthulhu's. Nice. <laughs> we could just do whatever well, we want. there? I know. I Infinity know. Infinity Cthulhu's. Infinity plus one Cthulhu's. <laughs> the only thing is that I wish that they would have had more Gail Neely in it. I mean, I could have just watched her all day and just ate it up. But it it is such a great movie that I can probably write a dissertation or two about it. Yeah. Uh, only if you draw pictures with it. Oh, I will. And I have in, in, in my whole magnum opus. And when I do do my dissertation, Jim, will you be my academic advisor? <laughs> I hope you can afford me. Uh, where are you again? Mom's spaghetti. If you give me some mom's spaghetti, I, I'll actually do it. Yeah. Okay. I will, I will kneel on one knee and offer a mom's spaghetti and say, will you please be my academic advisor? <laughs> Which is basically how Eminem got his career. Yeah, I think so. Right? <laughs> oh, note yourself. Thin Mint, Creamer, and Coca-Cola does not mix. Why the hell would it? Why the it's, hell would maple it? Maple did? I thought, like, what kind of other creamer type of mix of Coca-Cola? Coca-Cola is not cocoa. No. Uh, right. Well, it's <laughs> okay. I have a C in it. <laughs> Yeah. Jen is a hundred percent right. I mean, they start with COC, but <laughs> there's another O in there. There's yeah, there's a main uh, ingredient missing. I mean, yummy. Well, this tastes like ass. Then why are you still drinking it? Oh, Unless uh, you like the taste of it. Our sponsor is uh. His ass. Yeah, sponsored by ass. <laughs> It tastes great, I guess. I had a, believe it or not, someone actually wanted to date me a long time ago. And what? They, they were tasting these, menthos was a thing back then, and sprees, right? Sprees, yeah, there are still sprees. Yeah, she's like, I like oh a good God. spree. Like the purple one, like, this tastes like ass. You try it. I'm like, why the fuck do you see that? It tastes like ass. Why the fuck? A, how do you know? And B, why would you offer it to me now? It's like the whitest kids you know, where it's like the salad that tastes like pussy. And finally, the kid tries it. He's like, it doesn't taste like pussy. And the parents are like, see, I knew it. How do you, whose pussy are you tasting? Oh, just like it's, it, that fault. goes back to those those circumstances you always have with your friends. We're like, I think this tastes off. Here, you try it. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was that's my grandma, a hundred percent all the time. Like, I think this milk is bad. Taste it. <laughs> Does this rancid, lumpy milk taste bad to you? Does it taste bad to you? I actually once drank an entire bowl of cereal with rancid milk because oh. I poured so much sugar in there. I couldn't really tell you what was wrong. The sugar lumps? <laughs> oh, God. Sugar lumps are chewy? There wasn't really any lumps in it. The milk itself was just rancid. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Well, at least it hadn't curled yet. Yeah. I took a big swig from one once and then found out that it was rancid. And I was like, oh, no. This is what we're thankful for. <laughs> yeah, this is what we're thankful for. Rancid milk. You can't trust meat products, man. That's what I'm saying. You have to go vegetarian because old fruit, it just gets you high. It don't make you sick. You just get really buzzed from it because that shit ferments and it's all out. 
Yeah. Trust me, I'm a doctor. Uh, Not that type of doctor, but I played one on TV. The ding ding. Well, I have actually. Yeah. All right, so you did Surf Nazis Must Die with a bazillion points above. Yep. Oh. <laughs> yep. I dig it. I started fucking following that. So, Voodoo Princess, because it is your turn. Yes. Yes. My final film was done in 2006. Was, yeah. Final two- Fantasy two. Saw 18. No. <laughs> I'm, trying, I'm trying to guess. Ringu. No. Masasumi Masashui. Other Ringo. No. Oh, oh, is it something by uh, Jito uh, Ito? Wait, uh, <laughs> Jinji Ito? Yes. No. What? <laughs> Why are you guys so bad at this? I literally wrote it down for you. Oh, you did? I thought that was your fucking dinner. I thought it was um, no. Parmigiana? Um, Pamana. Like, oh, um, Pamana. It's not Shake, Rattle, and Roll? No. I love that series, but... I'm pretty sure Bubba Hotep was his favorite movie. I'm um, sure. Pamana. 2006. Okay. It is a Filipino horror movie, which, again, has a shit ton of folklore and stuff in it, where basically there is this land that... A family has inherited from their dead grandma and they start messing around in there like growing pot in a field and just trapezing all over the place without paying any of the respects to the duende or the encanto capre all those people like you do like you do yeah uh, yes uh-huh. yeah, yes because, like, this is something that got me really into Filipino horror. This is yeah. a gateway movie for me. Like, oh, isn't Shake, Rattle, and Roll? <sighs> I could do it too. <sighs> I would look this and be my damn ringtone for you. <laughs> <laughs> call me during class I'm like, oh, yeah, <laughs> so shake rattle roll filipino horror is like it's still top tier and everyone should go watch it last time i checked it was available on amazon oh, prime shit, that's, a new, that's a real movie shake rattle roll yes i thought it was like an elvis thing no no it's a series of movies Dude, i've got like twelve thousand screeners for shutter to catch up with okay I, I don't have time to. Watch I hear you're whining. Yes. New, new things. I know. I'm old. It takes me a while to watch. <laughs> we discussed all this in our Prigidaire yeah. throwdown with the hair yeah, of we Jesus. Did. You don't. He, you didn't listen to our Prigidaire. <laughs> Which one was that again? Hair of Jesus. Uh, no. Anyway, we're on throwdown. So if you guys. Want to <laughs> <laughs> Just because our boss doesn't listen to us doesn't mean you don't. Doesn't mean you shouldn't. <laughs> you stop making them. Actually, we made some. We just haven't edited it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, Ang Pamana is about them going back to this old home and kind of not really pay attention, paying any attention to the superstitions and stuff that happened there, and. They pay the price for that. 
I believe the ultimate price. Yeah, oh, they have like so many. Like they do have yeah. the duende, and I remember the whole learning about the tapi tapi pole thing. And uh, then they have the copper in the tree that gives warning about the mananangal. And it's just something that I really love watching and enjoying. It, it's just such a fun show movie. It's from Ang Pamanama. Didn't he do like, Ang Pamana? Ang Pamanama, the Hulk? No, Ang Pamana is uh, Ang Pamana, the Inheritance. That's the movie's name. Mm. Oh. Oh, I was thinking of Ang Lee. Never mind. Yeah, you were thinking of Ang Lee. Yeah. Yeah. So his name's The Inheritance? And Ling's names translate to the inheritance? The director is Romeo Candido. So, fuck off. Candido. 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 Okay. So, this got you into Filipino horror. Didn't we watch it? No, I might have asked you a question about Filipino horror. No, I asked you a question about Thailand horror, right? Yes. And Which... you're like, dude, how the fuck am I supposed to know? I'm like, I don't know. You're like our Asian horror person. <gasps> oh, you yeah. You're wondering about, I think it was Korean horror. You were wondering if they all ended so depressingly. Yes. I thought it was Thai because they ended it happily. Oh. It might have been Korean. Well, because it's like, yeah, it was fucked up, man. They end pretty depressing. Yeah. Usually. Have you ever seen Tale of Two Sisters? I love that movie. Oh, yes. It's depressing. Yeah. You have like 100 candles you had to blow out first? No, that's... <laughs> I mean, that's not funny, Jim. Yeah. The <laughs> maybe Mexican movie, we're not really sure yet. So. <laughs> Sorry's still out. Yeah. Voodoo Sorry, movie. Jen. We're, these are all like past stream of demons. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> Voodoo, Voodoo uh, reviewed a movie like called The Hunter Candles. He's like, it might be. She thinks it's Mexican, but it's not. But it, it's actually. It's, like, it's a Japanese thing, but it isn't in Japan. I, don't I think, think it's Mexico. I don't remember <laughs> any of their names. <laughs> like, do you remember anything of this movie? <laughs> they have candles in it. Yeah, there are a lot of like, candles. candles. There's a hundred candles. candles here. We do. We do. do. Oh, I should tell a story and blow them out and try to get the ghost. That's what I've been doing. <laughs> oh. Okay, so how many are Kufuru's you going to film? I told you I loved it, and it was like That's a deep. Good... It's gonna be another five. Oh my god! You've been hiding all these five point oh movies on us. Basically, yes. Motherfucker, man! All right, which, is, you know, which is actually great because this allows people, and we do get a lot of. Uh, we do get fan mail for this, oddly enough. What? Yeah, we do for sure. What? For streaming demons, especially, we do because we get the people who say thank you. I was going to watch that movie and I won't. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Seriously? Yeah. Honestly, guys, like, oh, we're going to watch this movie, and uh, we watched a different movie inside. Or I didn't know if I should watch this movie, and now we are. Oh. You know, so it happens both ways. Uh, you know, if we if we. Is it all from my mom? <laughs> she no. she listens to it sometimes. Oh, well, that's anyone? said that they watched the movie while listening to Stream and Demons. Oh. No, but we <laughs> used to do a Carnage Trois, and I have not released any more of those yet. You I'm should. Like, We've done I, a I, I shitload of them, Bo. I know. I'm trying, I'm trying to find where we can find that one. And 
one of the listeners were like, it's just you guys talking about a movie I'm not watching. I'm like, well, yeah. We three, two, want it so we can all watch it together. We can watch like, it oh. together. Yeah, and then some people have done that. I, I believe uh, one or two people have written out that they actually did it. It was kind of fun for them to do. Yay. To watch a movie with us, yeah. Yeah. So, okay, so all right, all right, all right. Oh shit, am I up? Okay. Yeah, you're the last one, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. The last one. Now bring us although, home. Yeah, bring us home. I, I you know there's a lot of movies I used to show in class. I used to show Dale and Tucker versus Evil in class because Oh, epic, so good. But I'm not doing that one. Oh. I used to sh- I'm going to show a train to Basan in class this this year. That's so good. That one. The movie I am most thankful for. Bathsheba, Search for Evil on the T&E channel. That's right. I'm picking the T&E channel special, part one and part two, Bathsheba, Search for Evil. It's only on T&E. And if you're not in Canada, I can't help you. Google or something like that. But it is the story behind the Conjuring story with the parent family. And they get their own area or the own arena to discuss stuff. And it, it has, it's kind of spearheaded, we'll say, spearheaded by Andrea Perrin, who actually does have House of Light Heart. You know, she has three books about her experiences in the Conjuring house and just in life in general. And they're all uh, wonderful reads. Real, real quick, Jim, didn't you already do this for Streaming Demons once? Yeah, but I can still be thankful for it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. it's, not, it's not like it's a just, brand new movie I need to find out. It's the most thankful one, right? Yeah, it's his, it's his, whatever he wants to do. That's yeah, right. Besides, uh, Box Human already took the, uh, the other with the Rock yeah. and the Picture oh, Show. Yeah, that's right. You stole something from him. And- Although, this I did. Would, uh, be honestly, this was always my number one pick. Oh, really? Because, yeah. Straight out. I'm so thankful for it. Not only am I thankful to be able to watch the, the two-part series, Bathsheba Search for Evil, only on TNE, of course. But I, I'm always thankful for being able to engage with people and being able to honestly not only read their books a bit, but talk with Andrea Parent. And that only happens through the TNE channel at well, Musa there and the Blue Ant Media, of course. And just the amount of swag that they give us, amount of joy and amount of small little things. I'm always thankful for that. He and, is. He really uh, is. Like, yeah. Like he's he'll he'll show me shit. He'll like say, "Oh my god, look at what I got!" And I'm always really super jealous. Look what I have now. I know. Like, the only people that would come close to tying in the horror world right now would probably be uh, Joe Bob and Darcy. But uh, but I can't just pick out one of their shows. Otherwise, it'd be Last Driving Right. But Bashiva Search for Evil on TNE. If you got some time, check it out. It's a really good historical dive on what's wrong with the Conjuring movies. Kind of even swerves a little bit of what was wrong with Ed and Lorraine Warren as they're kind of doing a paranormal investigation they they apparently should not even talk about. Oh. But they wanted to push their agenda and they wanted to sell things, so they did. And it is a great little show. And ultimately, it's not the... Conjuring, you think like, oh my gosh, it's a scary, scary movie. It's actually more about love than anything else. 
And you can only get that from Bushiva Search for Evil on the TD channel. And that's what I'm actually most thankful for. So, with that said, alright, we got some plugs coming. Mm-hmm. Who wants to plug? Actually, Jennifer, you're our guest that's going first, so what do you want to plug? Oh, I, I don't know. Um, I got random the- things around my house. What's cool in like the, the art horror world? I know that you've been modeling and sh- stuff like that, and yeah, yeah, I uh, I was able to get invited back to do more figure modeling again with nice. the um, the art center. They they wanted me back for Halloween again, so that was kind of fun. That's awesome. Um, trying to think what I, like I don't know. My world right now is very focused on moving, so I'm going to plug. <laughs> don't move and be happy when you're settled where you are at. Yeah. <laughs> Preach. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's of all the things in the last year's movie is always a bad idea, uh, especially around this time. Oof. I'm gonna be really happy once we're settled, though. Like, I oh, love where we're going. It's just the process. Yeah, it's a tough process, and there's so many things that you have to worry about and think about. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so, so good luck it's not you. much of a plug, but the plug is, yeah, if you're moving, um, look forward to being settled. Yeah. Get your stuff out of boxes. Or eventually, like you, just use boxes as furniture. <laughs> um, excuse me. Well, I didn't mean use you as furniture. I'm not Ed Gein. Uh, use your furniture. Good. All right. Box Human, yeah. a.k.a. J.M. Brannock, what are you going to plug? I'm going to plug something that's actually pretty uh, local. Your um, pie hole. Red Fruit uh, Theater? No, I already plugged that. Um, as you can see, I have a little candle here. It is called Haunted House. I got a few candles um, from a craft show recently. They smell amazing. Um, the creator is amazing herself she's funny she's creative she'll create a scent and then create basically uh the name from that scent whatever like appeals to her like that's haunted house it has like a very like woody kind of smoky cinnamony kind of musky scent to it she has a lot of other stuff but she does candles and artisan soaps and you uh, can find her yeah, www.earthberryapothecary.com and you can also find her on Facebook and uh, Instagram again at Earthberry Apothecary Um, and it's all like small business she does it herself and like I said like they're great they're soy candles so you're not going to get like that kind of like sootiness to them and um they smell fantastic so i would suggest abyss and uh haunted house that sounds very cool so uh jim phoenix how's the montreal fest yeah so she makes candles out of like horror smells out of what horror horror smells smells. no not specifically horror smells but there are some horror kind of elements to it there's like wolf pack um I'm trying to think of the other horror ones that she did have. Okay, so is that like Bella Lugosi's uh, scrotum? 
No, 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 no. These are fancy, dancy ones. These are oh, not the, the sweaty. Vagina is also they're one. not the sweat ball sack of Bella Lugosi. <laughs> um, Although. You can't uh, get that from. CarltonMontreal.com <laughs> now has. <laughs> now has. You get original <laughs> ball sweat of Bella Lugosi, or at least the guy who says he is. Yeah, the guy <laughs> from the corner. That looks yeah. kind of like him if you, like, Glenn don't look at him. Yeah, just in the sun. So Earthberry Apothecary again. She's got cute little animal designs and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, they're, they're yeah, they're terrific. They burn for a while and they smell just incredible. That is very cool. And speaking of plugging things that are literally around your your room, <laughs> Widow Princess. Which uh, thing you're gonna find at your house? Are you gonna find? Obviously, I'm plugging an art book. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the art nice. of horror! Nice. Yeah. Uh, who's it by? Or who 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 brought it together? So it is edited by Stephen Jones. Stephen Stephen. Like I don't know which way you want Love to pronounce Stevens. it. Jones yeah. Sex Pistols. <laughs> and forward by Neil Gaiman. Oh, so they nice. do have little bits like at the beginning of chapters that like talk about stuff, and sometimes you have little blurbs describing the pictures. There's a lot of movie posters or old uh, novels, and then there's sometimes just nice original little art pieces that are also cute. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, <little> murder. <laughs> Look at the little murder pumpkin. You know, that's one thing I do really look for, like in a poster or um, is is the art, the quality of art. Because, man, back in the 80s, you know, and 70s, we had such beautiful posters. We really did. Because um, they would have such incredible artists um, really paint it. And honestly, in fact, usually the, the posters were far, far more incredible than the movies. Uh, the movies, like yeah. The Prophecy and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, Wait, The Prophecy with Christopher Walken? No, no, not with the Christopher Walken. It was the one with the bear pig. The bear, I think bear it was. Pig? The, the bear man. <laughs> no, I think it was a bear. I think it was a bear. I think it was called the prophecy, but it was just this beautiful, grotesque-looking thing on the cover, and um, you watch it, and you're like, "Oh, this is not as good as the cover." But there were so many of those where it was just such beautiful, beautiful art. So, yep. And it's something that I just collect like a lot of art books and stuff because I just like looking at art. (laughs) So nothing wrong with that. Oh, nothing wrong with that because you can't go to a museum twenty four seven, bruh. Yeah. And and then I'm gonna take off not from the art angle. I'm gonna plug three things. That's why I'm gonna. Uh. Is it us? Are you going to plug Jen, Voodoo Priestess, and me? That's nice. Thank you. Yeah, That's what she said. Yeah, I, I believe HR wants to talk about that one. So, <laughs> first thing I'm plugging, Haunted MTL has Queer as Hell out. Oh, yeah. He's selling like hotcakes. And I can't, it's a cherry anthology, which means the money goes to charity. It actually goes between foreign LGBTQ charities. And. It is a great collection. Check it out. 
it's on Amazon, it's other places too, but Amazon owns the world. So just go from there, take it from there. It's, it's, it, it, it's kind of touching. And then we have a new one coming out somewhere in uh, New Year's. Uh, it's going to be called Hell is for Children, and that's for the Lumos Project. And that's coming to a Amazon delivery guy near you, if, if, he, if he gets a break or not. Where the money goes to the Lumos Project, of course, it doesn't help children. And so what is like, that project? <laughs> what, is, what do they do? Oh, imagine kids that don't have families and they're kind of abused or they're kind of left or they're just kind of like discarded. Not everyone's, uh, you know, fortunate enough for even halfway houses. Not everyone's fortunate enough for like, being adopted. Not everyone's fortunate enough to even be in foster care. And I know a lot of things are like, well, a lot, a lot of horror stories from foster care, a lot of horror stories from adoptions and not from halfway houses. But think about that. They're not even fortunate enough for that. And so they, they help kids who are just, you know, that was for children and they're, they're helping make the world a bit brighter. And finally, I am going to plug, even though I can't stand Patreon, they can burn in hell, I am going to plug the Lost Drive-In, which is Darcy the Mail Girl's Patreon. It, people, you really do not know how much not having, you know, during the pandemic, not having conventions can really affect people. So if you got some extra dough, Ray me, go check out patreon.com backslash Darcy the Mail Girl. She's restoring all the other Joe Bob Briggs stuff called is calling the the Lost Drive-In. And it's an amazing, amazing art project. It's like a passion project, so always check that out. And without any further ado, on behalf of Remember, every time an angel gets his wings, we give money to some food banks. So do spam the shit out of those people. Spam the shit out of this episode. I don't care if it's just one dude pressing reset, 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 reset. Go for it. Break me, bitches. I dare you. If 2019 can't break me, you motherfuckers can't either. Or, so. or I'll use reverse psychology. You can't do it, I bet. I bet you can't. Yeah. <laughs> I bet yeah. you're a weenie and you're just gonna just walk away. <laughs> yeah, what kind of other charity drive? You don't even have to donate to the charity. I will donate for you. All you have to do is press play. I bet you can't do that. I bet you can't even do that. Wait, we say at the end of the podcast that they obviously had to press play to listen to. So, I just thank all my special guests. Jennifer and Brannick and Claire and we'll have a Catherine and a, and a Kristen and a Xavier and a, everyone else would probably edit out in their goals and and a Voodoo Priestess, the forever co-host, as long as Border Patrol don't put them down. Oh. And remember, if you don't have snakes in the plane, you ain't driving the right airline. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. I hear a cat.